0: Hello and welcome to Spirit of Success, the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Tracy Debbie, and um, I'm excited to continue the conversation today with you that we kind of um, started yesterday about the awareness positioning system. So if you didn't hear yesterday's episode, I am going to be a breathwork facilitator and I started school again, which is weird to say that I'm in school again, but I am. And it feels very different. Um, there's a lot more intention with this one. <laughs> but I'm in school again, becoming a breathwork facilitator. And something that we were introduced to that I'll be teaching my students, um, who I facilitate in in uh, breathwork, is that breathwork has been uh, huge for me in really emotionally processing through um, traumatic events in my life, uh, gaining a new perspective and then therefore new perception that um, has really, really transformed my life and has allowed me to take these bigger steps and bigger leaps to ultimately live a life that's mine. I was living a life that was a downloaded program from the people that raised me and also what I thought I had to do based on societal standards. And now I get to live my own life, which is great. And I want to help you do the same thing. So part of my, um, download when I was in ayahuasca was to become a breathwork facilitator. And I, um, I accepted the, um, the call flock <laughs> of a better term. So I, I want to share with you, um, the, one of the tools that I have learned so far that has made a profound impact in my life. And this is called the awareness positioning system. So I was saying yesterday, think of it as like a lowercase t. And um, the horizontal vector is more about our relationship to the world. So that's people, places, things. It's also our emotional and and psychological triggers. The vertical vector is our our, is our inner world or our relationship to ourselves, which is um, really where your inner healer exists. And it's how we make our memories conscious and heal them. That's above the, um, the horizontal vector. And then still on the vertical vector, it's our unconscious and it's our memories as well that live there. So um, the horizontal um, vector is really where your triggers are. And um, I love that the, uh, this book that I'm reading, it's called The Power Within, um, by Tab Sparks, he talks about the the horizontal vector really being opportunities to heal. And to be honest with you, I don't think I consciously really um, thought of it that way, like, oh, triggers are, are opportunities to heal, but they absolutely are. And um, the vertical is that um, actually I'll just I'll, I'll just read to you what he says in the uh, book. what we call going vertical is letting go of the ever magnetic pull at least for the time being of external relationships phenomena and circumstances what we have called the horizontal. And then I said that the horizontal um, are triggers that bring opportunities to heal and um, I want to share with you how I I did that. Um, so I, um, I'm, I'm like, there's two examples. I don't know which one to talk about first. So I'll talk about the, um, the one that, that happened in our breathwork course. So really quickly, we, um, we, uh, we get broken out into, um, like breakout rooms where there's like four or five people and we have homework that we have to do. And so we had to share our homework with our, our partners. And um, there's two elements to this. So obviously, we're the speaker. And then when we're not speaking, we're holding space. So the instructions for going into the room were to hold space, um, which means giving your presence and your attention, but we don't have to like, you know, be like a stone face, we can smile and nod and whatever. But it was just to hold space not to say anything. And I thought I, had, I was really good at holding space. Um, people have told me that. And I personally felt like I'm really good at holding space for people. And somebody was sharing, um, one of my um, group members was sharing something and it was a, uh, it was a pretty personal share and it was really, it was was related to her, um, to her parents and, um, them not responding to something that, um, she asked them to. And I was like, Oh my, like those words came out of my mouth. And then right after I was like, Oh, She's we're supposed to be holding space and I just did that and she kept going. And um when she was done, I you know, we all thanked her for sharing and then there was this you know, there's this, this open time called crosstalk where we can talk about anything and we can kind of evaluate ourselves and all and all these things. And I immediately apologized to her. I was like, I just wanna tell you like, you know, I'm very sorry for interrupting you when you were speaking. I was supposed to be holding space and And um, that's not something I want to do as a facilitator. And um, uh, it was really interesting because I knew I had to go vertical. Like, what's going on inside of me? And, um, you know, she was, like, telling me that, you know, it's okay. And her voice is hypnotic and that happens to people. And I was like, no, like, that's not even it. Like, (laughs) you know, like, no, there's something I have to work on here. And um, what was actually really cool, too, is she... Um, anyway, it's, it's a, it's not really relevant, but she ended up sharing with the same thing with the group, but nobody responded to her in the way that I did. Um, everyone had no response and she just kept talking and talking and talking and people still didn't didn't have a response. And then she got off, um, and then she just stopped talking. And, um, it's actually interesting because she direct messaged me and she said she wasn't aware of it until she shared to the big group but she was actually looking for some kind of response. Like she was looking for someone to validate her and she wanted that response. And she didn't know that until she shared with the group and didn't get that. And then she realized that that's what she wanted. So it was really interesting. I was really glad that she shared that with me. Like, oh, she was actually looking for a response, but why did I give it? But why did I why was I the one to give it? So, I knew that there was still work that I, that I had to do. So, when I took it vertical and I sat down with it and was really like exploring what was it in me that that got triggered, um I realized that I believed that holding space was frequency matching. And what I mean by that is when she was sharing what you know her disappointment or whatever with her family, I matched that frequency. So instead of staying at my frequency, which I was pretty neutral, um, even happy and excited to be talking about what we were talking about, I instantly dropped my frequency to match hers. And like, it was like, that came through sound, you know? And I was like, holy shit, how often do I do that? I do that often. I do that often. And so that's something I have changed now is like, I get grounded and stay safe and present in my own frequency. So I know my own frequency very well now after doing all this work. And to be honest with you, I'm really proud of my frequency. I love my frequency. I've worked very hard at it. And um, and and truly working hard because I love myself. So I'm not going to just drop my frequency because I thought that frequency was holding space for people when you match their frequency. My subconscious thought that was holding space. So it was this huge eye-opener for me of like, oh my God, I do not have to drop my frequency. And so it was this great, beautiful, perfect opportunity to heal. And um, I could have easily pretended like this didn't happen and just made a mistake and moved on. And now I know that when I facilitate, and people are going through all kinds of experiences, Tra- you know, different traumas can come up. And when, when, when people are open to sharing those things, I want to hold space for them and come from a, a space of compassion and understanding while also maintaining my frequency and not becoming absorbed in the same um, frequency they are. Because then if they are, I can't I can't be objective. And so it was this huge lesson for me. Um, there so that's one example and then another example is that um, I was in the public pool um, there's a there's an area I go here for a public pool and this pool is a really big pool and um, uh, there's usually two or three people per lane so I don't usually have to do circle swim but um, there's usually there's always two 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 people per lane and um it's a really interesting challenge for me because it's like swimming through a wake, (laughs) especially there's like, you know, eight foot tall guys swimming and they create just massive waves because they're just bigger people. And so for me to find joy and calm and peace swimming in this pool is like a huge win because I'm constantly having to make these adjustments. So I just got in the pool and started swimming and didn't stop. And I managed to find my joy and peace despite the, like I had to make so many different types of, adjustments and uh my internal gyroscope was feeling off this day so I was feeling a little dizzy and but I just I just kind of I just was like one one arm out keep kicking you know and so I was really proud of myself I knew I didn't swim my best but I didn't stop you know And it was such a huge win so I was feeling really good about myself and then the guy who's sharing a lane with me as I'm getting out of the pool he just starts giving me all this advice on how I could swim better. Um, and I'm not even really hearing him because I I'm surprised he's even talking to me. He didn't say anything. He he even just, you know, jumped in the pool and in the lane, some people ask if they can switch and stuff. And he just said, he just kind of pointed to that, the side of the pool or the, the side of the like lane and then hopped in. So he didn't really say anything to me, which is fine. And then he was just saying all this stuff to me about how I could swim better and giving me advice on tools that he had with him that I could buy and use. And I was really taken aback because I was like, I didn't even, I didn't ask, you know? And I found myself getting really defensive and like triggered. Like, I'm just here swimming. Like, you didn't, I knew he was like looking at me, but I didn't care. You know, I'm like, I'm really learning to take that in. But I got really triggered and defensive and I started like getting small and shrinking. I started to not feel like myself. And I was like, you know, why did that trigger me so much? I just said I don't care. Why did it trigger me? And it triggered me because he was giving me advice that I didn't ask for. I didn't ask him for anything. I didn't care. Like, you know, if I'm the worst swimmer in that pool, I I didn't ask you for advice. And so I was like, shit. And and I wanted to pretend like it didn't happen. And a part of me did. I was like, I'm going to go distract myself on my cell phone when I got back in my car. But the feeling was so unlike what I have been experiencing the past few weeks. I was like, I just threw my phone to the side and I was like, oh, I need to go vertical with this. So I went vertical with it and I was just sitting there and I'm like, okay, what triggered me? Well, what triggered me was that he was giving me advice that I didn't ask for. Do I give other people advice when they didn't ask for it? And I got a big like nodding in my body, like, yes, you do that. And I'm like, oh my God, why do I do that? And it brought up this huge thing about. um, like old stuff from like being a doctor um, about my self-worth being attached to um, giving people advice and then, and then them taking it um, whether they asked for it or not. I was just like in a position of power. If, if I know something you don't, you know, I, I can tell you whether you ask for it or not. And like I don't do that as often, but I still do it enough that this triggered me and it came up for healing. Cause I don't I don't want to be this way, you know? I don't want to give people advice that that haven't asked for it. I don't even want to market to people that don't have or that, that, that don't want what I have to offer. So it was this great opportunity for me to look at something that has, has been holding me back in my marketing, in my business. But to be honest with you, the the true a uh, value piece for me was the seeing it. I, uh, seeing how it was attached to my self worth, that my worth comes from um, giving people advice or, or you know, helping people change, as opposed to my self worth coming from changing myself. And whether uh, I can I can offer a service, but what you know, if somebody wants to do that or not, it doesn't change my self worth. And so it was this great opportunity for me, to stand back and go vertical with it and not blame him like you know why who the fuck does he think he is he I didn't even ask him for that what a prick those those thoughts originally went through my head and then I was like oh no I'm going vertical I mean I'm going horizontal and in the book just really quickly he talks about um the horizontal and he says this um Okay, so first of all, if you're not familiar with the term projection, projection is when there's something that's going on inside of us that we place onto people, places, or things um, uh, outside of us. So in my case, I was calling him an asshole and whatever, and that he was rude, and who does he think he is, to, like, give me advice, because there was something inside of me that was triggered. And in that moment, I went unconscious. So as soon as 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 I got triggered, I went unconscious, and I projected onto him. And he was just doing whatever he thought was right, right? And I just projected onto him. And so I just want to read you here what the book says about um, uh the like vertical line, which is where I was at when I got triggered. Through a more cur- current therapeutic lens, what we are proposing refers to the requirement of seeing projection or focusing externally to define the, ca- the causal roots of our suffering as a powerful source of the malaise of modern existence. We are also certain that focusing on the horizontal to somehow quote unquote, fix ourselves is ultimately a doomed attempt at transformation. In addition, it sabotages any s- subsequent positive redefinition of our everyday life episodes including any hopeful prospects of our life adventure in the future. Ultimately, this misplaced direction of willed focus of attention dooms any lasting benefit from radical self-empowerment. If you followed that, great. If you didn't, basically, what happened when, when okay okay, so I'll just, I'll just talk about me. When I got triggered, I was so uncomfortable, okay, like very uncomfortable. And I needed to fix that feeling inside of me quickly. And my subconscious knows that the way to fix that very quickly is to project it. So then all of a sudden to make myself feel better, it's his fault. What an asshole. Who does he think he is to like do that? Then my my, my body can calm down. Whoa, okay, it's not our fault. We can judge him. It's his fault. And then I felt better. But What this is saying here is that that's a doomed attempt to fix ourselves because we don't, if we don't look at what's going on within us, we cannot have a new life adventure. We can't have a new future because our focus of attention is externally. So I was focusing on him. And so if he changes, well, then maybe I can feel better. Like that's stupid that that does not work. And so I also give my power away when I when I project it onto him because it, th- this is going to come up again and I just projected it onto him. Well, if it comes up again and he's not there, then I have to blame somebody else. It's all of a sudden I'm more d- disempowered because I'm like, well, why is this happening to me instead of what is this triggering in me? Um and so we can't redefine our lives if we, if we keep projecting onto other people. And so I'm not saying I'm perfect. I, I'm still owning up to the fact that I projected. And I project, and humans are projection machines. It's just when you have something that triggers you, that stirs up a deep emotion, are you then able to go inward? Are you able to go vertical with it? And so when I took it vertical, and then I even asked myself, when is the first time I have felt this before? That's a really great, great question. Um, And then also, do I do the same thing? One of those two questions will lead you down a really, really interesting pathway. And if you're able to stay curious and show yourself compassion, um, you will find out something interesting about yourself. And then I had to do the work of forgiving myself for um, still holding on to these patterns and really just what behavior changes am I going to do? Like, what am I going to do differently now if this scenario should come up again? So something that the scientific research has shown us is that when you mentally rehearse what you would do differently in that scenario and also what you're going to do differently moving forward, it has a really, really positive impact on your life. Uh, be, and why you're like why I just mentally rehearse this. Well, talk to any athlete in the world, especially the ones who are who are um, professional and doing really 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 well. They just mentally rehearse day after, day after day after day the same thing, and then their brain looks like they've already done it. So your brain thinks you've done it. And so we're so objective in our body that it doesn't know our, our subconscious mind doesn't know if, if if that actually happened or that if you thought about that happening and then it doesn't matter. It's just, it's happened to your system. So now you can move forward with the confidence that you have a neurological connection. Should that happen to you again, you now have a plan for the future on how to deal with it, which is so cool. So instead of being triggered and just staying triggered, you can literally transform the whole scenario to be something that holds you back to something that propels you in the future. And a part of me sort of wants that experience to happen again so that I can I can um, show up very differently with a new um, neurological con- connections based on me mentally rehearsing how I would show up. And what's so cool is he actually came up to me again after that. And um I was less triggered and I was able to just share with him like, hey, I am, you know, this is like my sixth week swimming, and I'm just really happy to be in this pool and be moving back and forth, but I really appreciate you taking time out of your day because you want to help me be a be a better swimmer. And then I just walked away from him. And um yeah, and like even I could think about it now. He was even giving me advice that was helpful. And it was helpful. I just wasn't, I just wasn't looking for that in that moment, you know, like it just, that's why I didn't really sink in because it just wasn't something that I was looking for. So I have just had a beautiful last couple of days, despite both of these things happening that touched very um, intimate places in my life. Um, So like I'm doing something new, which is swimming. And so if um, somebody made that comment to me before all of this, I would have spiraled and then just not gone back swimming, but I've gone back since. And um, it doesn't affect me because I understand what it was triggering in me and why I created that scenario. And that even with the uh, breathwork um, course, I'm not afraid to be a facilitator. I know I'm going to be an even better one. I'm an even better coach. I can hold space better now because I realized what I was doing. So it's really these opportunities to heal. So the big thing I want you to take away from this episode is that anything on the horizontal axis is a trigger. It is people, places, and events around you. But if you're able to take them vertical, if you're able to just sit with that uncomfortableness a little bit longer, you will find that there is a true opportunity there to heal. And I call them gifts. Like I'm actually really grateful for both those people. So the um, the woman who was my partner or in my group um, in the breath work, and then also this, um, this uh, man that was, was in the public pool. I'm very grateful for them because they showed me, they reflected to me something that um, I got to work on and also be a better person. I'm much more calm now because I know these things about myself. And like I said, compassion is the key, making the the correct changes. And then I'm seeing like these massive shifts in my life. Um, The one other quick thing that I want to add is I am a spiritual person and I truly believe that um, the like bigger force at play here, whatever you want to call it, the divine force at play here recognizes our efforts. I've had the most incredible things starting to happen in my life as I've been more intentional with this process. And it does take effort and energy to go within. So I get that not every day you're going to have energy to do that. But um, you can also create the energy to do that. So if you want to know what I mean by that, I would love to share that with you because I don't have time on this episode to to like go into it. But I want to share with you, it's kind of like going to the gym. You're like, don't have time for it. And then if you make time for it, Eventually, it becomes less hard, and you're more energized, and you feel good at the end of your um, workout, which is what motivates you to continue going to the gym. It's the same thing with internal work. It can seem harder in the beginning, but eventually, it is like the gift that just keeps giving. And so you you it takes energy, but then it gives you energy. Like so much energy was released because I just I just acknowledged the thing in me that wanted to move through me and heal, and I got this energy back. For freaking days. And I can't wait to share with with, with you what I've been doing with all that energy because it's been super interesting. And so I really, yeah, I just can't wait to see what else manifests from that. So if you want to know more about what I mean about how you can invest energy, but then you get a huge return on your energetic investment, please, you can uh, book a, a clarity call link, uh, a clarity call with me using the link below. I'm that excited to share it with you. Um, the uh, link is below here in the show notes. Feel free to uh, reach out to me and uh, book a call. You will be speaking with me. And let's talk about how we can uh, get you an ROI and uh, a return on your investment. And if you, um, if, so, if there's something that resonated with you, if you've been triggered and you're like, oh my God, this is actually a really helpful tool to help me move through that trigger, please let me know. Uh, I'd be so happy to hear from you. You can send me a direct message on Instagram at Dr. Tracy Debbie, uh, T R A C Y D E B I. Um, also, feel free to screenshot this this episode, and you can tag me as well in your story. I would love to see that and hear from you as well. Have a great rest of your week, um, and I can't wait to talk to you next week.